0: Our next and last station is San Isidro. La siguiente y última estación, San Isidro.
1: San Isidro is next.
0: Welcome to the Front Arte Cultura Podcast. The front is an active art gallery, arts educational space, concert and meeting venue. Run by Casa Familiar at the heart of San Isidro, California, it stands just one mile away from the international border of San Diego and Tijuana, Mexico. In this podcast, we want to share some of the artistic and cultural activities that take place in this particular part of the world. We are going to talk about the culture, all its manifestations, and of course, the artists and the people who give this area a very vibrant, artistic, binational life. We are going to share music and sounds from artists working in this region. And you can also expect some soundscapes and field recordings from both sides of the border. In this first episode, we're going to share a little bit about ourselves and talk about the 2019 Año Día de la Mujer exhibition. We had a conversation with Veli Barragan, Carmela Castrejón, and Molly Gabbard, the curators and artists of the show. We will listen to original music by Shindigs, a local project from South San Diego, as well as informing you on what's to come at The Front. <laughs> the Front was founded 12 years ago as a long-time dream of former Casa Familiar Directors Andreas Corepa and Luz Camacho. In the last decade, the front has been an active agent in the cultural life of San Isidro, San Diego, as well as the Alta and Baja California region.
2: The Dia de la Mujer exhibition, on this, its 12th edition, is a highly appraised tradition in San Isidro and in the gallery. The event has evolved from being a community art event to an international art exhibition which every year is curated by a different person, usually a member of the Borders artistic community. This year's curator was Meli Baragán. Meli is an artist and curator from Tijuana, and her work raises a strong voice about feminism and gender issues. We had a conversation with Meli Baragán, Carmela Castrejon, and Molly Gabbard. Let's hear it.
1: Meli Barragana, I think, is a very uh, important artist and curator from the border, and uh, she has a very strong voice about the subject. So, Meli, thank you for being here. Gracias. And uh, can you talk a little bit about the
3: exhibition? Sure. First of all, well, I'm very happy to be part of the first podcast. Gracias, Francisco, for pulling and for doing this um, great idea. And, well, now we're starting. Uh, And thank you for the invitation also to Casa Familiar, the front, Francisco, and all the uh, people that are involved. Well, yes, I'm very happy that, and I feel very pleased with all the artists also participating. As Francisco said, I'm always having or try to have this strong voice with uh, gender issues. So the title came to Reduce, Restricted, Reserved by Resilient. And includes various visions and approaches of what is feminine and including all gender why including all gender because I think uh, women 's day is not to celebrate it's to commemorate women and we have to always remember that and we have to include instead of excluding and for women now it's our it's our time it's our time to include and to talk about a lot of a lot of uh, themes and a lot of warnings that a lot of things are going on around and
2: around us. Meli named the exhibition, Reduced, Restricted, Reserved, but Resilient. She personally invited 12 artists from Tijuana and San Diego. And we also placed an open call for artists to participate, ending up with a total of 23 artists from different parts of Mexico and the United States, where all gender identities were included. The exhibition showcased installations, videos, sculptures, performances, and all kinds of media. Now let's hear about some of the art from the exhibition. This is Carmela Castrejón, an interdisciplinary artist and activist from Tijuana, interested in the social complexities of the border region. Carmela has shown her work all around the world, which is why Meli was very interested in younger generations finding inspiration from her work. Melly refers to her as one of the OGs in the Tijuana art scene.
4: I just want to say thank you for inviting me, and it's great to be here. Um, the the piece I made, I um, I was inspired by looking at the reclining nudes. Um, Usually, the woman is posed in a, in a sofa and naked um, and looking at you. Or if not looking at you, you can see her face. So uh, in this piece, what I wanted to do was release her from the pose in, in the sense that she is not looking at the spectator. She is looking beyond. She is taking us uh, to look at a, at a landscape. Mm-hmm. She is not the landscape. She's an anonymous woman. We don't see her face. We see her the back of her. Um, so and and she is free to be able to be reclining and looking at the scene in front of her.
1: Thank you. Beautiful. Please. Thank you. Um, Molly? Molly, you have also Molly. She uh, uh, is showing one video. and Can you talk a little bit about your video, Molly?
5: Yeah. Um, I would also like to thank you for inviting me mm-hmm. to be here and join you with the podcast. And thank mm-hmm. you for inviting me to be a part of the show, Molly. Yeah. Um, so my video, I, um, I came up with this idea to challenge the hyper-normal um, perspective of, like, objectification of women's bodies. And uh, based on my experiences and the experiences that I've observed and the women that I've known throughout my lifetime. So I created these, you know, the idea started with this, I titled it The Physics of Womanhood, and, like, what would happen if our breasts actually embodied <laughs> these fantasies that are placed upon them? <laughs> so, uh... So I wanted to make these boobs that were so big um, that I would like walk into a bar and toss them on the table and accidentally knock over everybody's <laughs> beers of all the men who were hitting on me. But then I thought, okay, how can I, you know, that's funny. Like, how can I elaborate a little more? Who, like, what identities am I embodying here? And so it turned into four different characters that represent four different stages of womanhood. Um, and each character, uh, her breasts are exaggerated in form and function so they each expel a specific, like they're um, defy, defying gravity has uh, helium hooked up to her nipples, like so in blow up balloons and then mm-hmm. there's saggy boobs, the oldest of all the women whose body is uh, falling apart Uh, or just aging, and she's got raw dough that just stretches with the length of her boobs that are so saggy across her torso. So I've been working, um, I needed to perform these. The original idea was to, like, for social interventions, but then uh, I thought that was ethically wrong to intervene or... Uh, I, I needed to start somewhere else, I mm-hmm. think, so develop the work a bit. So I got into performance art, and I uh, decided to perform them myself. So I embody each character, and this perform- or this video is a compilation of me playing with the breasts in my studio and just seeing what kind of gestures arise in my embodiment of these women. So... Um, It's very much about the internalization of how women, how I've been objectified, how these experiences have uh, stuck with me throughout my lifetime. And yeah, that's that's what the video is about. That's a little insider.
1: Um, thank you. Um, so, I would need to ask, so why, uh, uh, and, and this is a question for everybody who's listening, and for mm-hmm. us, and for many, and, and and Molly, why is it important an exhibition like this, with artists talking about these subjects, body feminization? Do we still need an exhibition, these kind of exhibitions, these kind of projects, and why?
4: Mm, yes, I think we need them, but not only once a year, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On, not only on March eighth. Uh they could be taking place uh, throughout the year. That's... One one per season, okay. Mm-hmm. Um why do we need them? Because we need the discussion that takes place in in, in, in these events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, um, the the artists meeting each other the artist meeting the community or the community meeting the artist. Um, the sharing of our experiences as artists and as women or um, as um, um, men or um, others. The discussions are important. We still have a lot of work to do in, 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 in relationship to like education and understanding this, that the world is not um, binary
6: Mm-hmm.
4: And this is the only way that, or this is one
2: mechanism that could um, help mm-hmm. create that dialogue. Yeah. As part of every exhibition at the front, there's always parallel activities. This year we had a concert curated by Hector Castro with bands from Phoenix, San Bernardino and San Diego. We also had a performance night curated by Molly Gabbert, that was very memorable to everybody. Let's hear from Molly. I can
5: say it was so powerful. I was left speechless right after. I was, um, I, I'm still grappling with it and learning. Like, I, it's, it's so hard to be the performer because I have no idea what the experiences of the audience and the audience is who I'm there for. And it means so much to me um, how people are interpreting and perceiving what's going on. And, and just, you know, it's like, not only am I a performer, but I'm a hostess, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to host mm-hmm. this experience and um, have it like derive like some type of feeling or like have the audience walk away with, Something to think about, and like something that's hopefully changes them as they move forward. Um, I might leave it at that because I would be because the audience, I don't know, maybe I can turn this question back to the people, Melly and Francisco, since you two were there. Um, and maybe you guys can offer what your experience was, and I can elaborate more on my experiences the curator and
6: performer.
3: Uh, so then your performance started, it was very strong, and then it, it was in a moment in, of, on the half of your performance that became a little bit of, uh, we thought something was gonna happen, that um, some of you maybe were gonna be hurt, you know, because they were you guys were like dancing, and holding each other. And then with the candy, when you threw out candy, we were into the in the middle of this uh, bodies fighting and then you throw sweetness <laughs> you know? and then we were all trying to grab a candy mm-hmm. so then after that um, I saw people more relaxed with their candy in their mouths so that helped <laughs> 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 that helped yes and then we had the other two performances at the same time we didn't know which way to look mm-hmm. To look at Lisa, Lisa, right? Corona yeah, Lisa. and Nalani.
5: Nalani, Tran.
3: Nalani Tran. Well, both of the performances were very strong. Also, you yeah. know.
1: Yeah. So mm. we were just looking at uh, Nalani, who was uh, shaving her head and shave her head yeah. completely in front of uh, everybody.
5: Um, Nalani, she, she was. Trimming her pubic hair Mm -hmm. and rearranging it on on her body, uh, specifically her face, to create uh, facial hair like this, to show this masculine Mm -hmm. feature, uh, or embody this masculinity. Yeah, I think Nalani is... Vietnamese American Mm -hmm. She grew up in Dallas She's uh, studying over at UCSD Right now but I um, I had seen uh, work of hers Prior to this and what her She it's very powerful She was interested In commenting On this myth About Asian women not having Any body hair um, And how that impacts her Uh well, her identity, her gender identity, mm-hmm. her, I, I mean, that's, I mean, it's gender, sexuality, and ethnicity. It's like all in one. So that was a very powerful experience for her. Um, and to shave her head, like the, the preciousness of having long hair and the feminine uh, symbolism. I'm very, uh, very thankful that Milani shared that experience with us in the gallery. And then with Lisa Corona's work, um, yeah, the juxtaposition, very strong, too. Very strong yeah, very, yeah strong. very...
1: Why are you like this, was the question. And yeah. then oh. evolved in, why are we like this? Mm-hmm. And Fine then, I am I. why am I like this? She had people uh, uh, brushing her hair, so people from the audience were able to brush her hair while she was being uh, captured by this camera in closed circuit, and you could see her face in a close-up. That was very, very impressive. Of
5: course. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, OK, so I think we have a little bit of time. Anybody wants to say something to close? Well,
3: what's next? <laughs> 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 what's well, what's, what's gonna gonna next? next? <laughs> We're <laughs> going to <'Cause>
1: have <laughs> a picnic in 20 minutes with all the participant artists <laughs> so, of this exhibition. Awesome. That's next. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes. Well, thank you everybody. See you
4: thank soon. Thank you. Muchas gracias. gracias. Muchas gracias, gracias. Melissa, por la invitación y por el, la llamada esa. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Meli. Gracias. Thank you, Molly. Gracias. Thank you, gracias. Carmela. Gracias.
3: gracias.
0: Thanks to everyone who came to the exhibition and the parallel activities. It was a really great experience. Right now, we're getting ready for the next exhibition in the summer, which we'll get back to later. But first, let's listen to the song, SDKJ, by Shindix, a project from South San Diego that has performed a few times at the gallery. Local talent, enjoy. That was SDKJ by Shindigs, you can find them online, on social media, and stream them on any music platform. So what's next?
1: We are having a summer exhibition called Overseas, curated by Carmela Prudencio, and at the same time, one solo exhibition by Rizal Javier. This is uh, with the goal of connecting and showing the work of uh, Philippine-American artists working in the region. Opening reception July 20th at 6pm. For admission
2: on July 12th there will be a music festival called it's my choice celebrating bodily autonomy and the fight against misogyny all proceeds will be benefiting Planned Parenthood curated by Hector Castro and on July 22nd and 23rd we'll be having a workshop called auto como terapia self-portrait as therapy by the Tijuana artist Paola Viola to stay connected with what's happening at the front You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Front Arte Cultura.
1: Thank you, everybody, for listening to this and wait for the next episode. We want to say thank you to our supporters and special thanks to Andromeda Vries and Xavier Vasquez from
0: Radio Axiom for their support in this episode. My name is Hector Castro.
2: And I'm Carla Lena Garcia, produced by Francisco M. Till next time. Remember to support The Front's Mission by donating to our PayPal, donations at casafamiliar.org.